Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is November 18th, 2020. I'm Chris Campbell. Remember to follow Disputes Digest on LinkedIn and to leave us a review or to share the show with a friend or a colleague if you are enjoying these weekly dives into the world of international dispute resolution. We start today with the news. First, on November 16th, Takayuddin Hassan of the Prime Minister's Office in Malaysia announces that former federal court judge Saryadi Halim Omar has been appointed as the director of the Asian International Arbitration Center, AIAC. Director Omar's tenure will begin on December 1st and will succeed Mr. Vinayaki Pradhan, who passed away in March of this year. This appointment comes after growing concern from the Malaysian bar about a delay in appointment of a successor and the concern for the ongoing developments and activities of the center. Mr. Omar will take office with a laundry list of tasks before him. Also on November 16th, the publication C News reports that Douala International Terminal, DIT, a subsidiary of the APMT and Beloa Groups, celebrates a recent ICC award in its favor, thus ending arbitral disputes spanning some 16 years. The dispute involved sharing of shipping rights between the autonomous port of Douala and DIT, and preventing DIT from participating in the tender procedure launched in January of 2018. On November 13, 2020, the tribunal ordered APD to pay DIT in damages and to reissue an open tender notice to DIT. Following the tribunal's decision, DIT had this to say. DIT had this to say. DIT stresses the fact that Cameroonian courts have already ruled on several occasions in the favor of DIT's main shareholders in the irregularity of the tender procedure for the container terminal concessions and the illegitimacy of the public company implemented by APD to operate the container terminal. DIT vows to continue defending its rights and creative values for its shareholders. Then in mooting news, the Foreign Direct Investment Moot, FDI, came to a close last week. The competition is an annual challenge that brings together competitors from around the globe to take part in an investor-state dispute competition to be resolved before a simulated arbitration tribunal. This year's champion is Sao Paulo University out of Brazil. This year's champion is Sao Paulo University out of Brazil. They hoist the Skadden Arps Trophy as this year's champion. This year's moot was comprised of 142 teams made up of over 500 students and 220 arbitrators. Next year's finals will take place from October 31st to November 2nd in Seoul and aims to be in person. As with many other competitions, this year's rounds were all virtual but still maintained the spirit of friendly competition and even some arbitral karaoke. To the world of Investor State Dispute Settlement, ISDS. A commentary along with proposals from the European Union and its member states on the draft notes by the Uncentral Secretariat on a number of issues, including possible reforms of the ISDS system, selection and appointment of investment adjudicators. Some of the topics addressed include functioning of an appellate mechanism, including scope and standard of review, the effect of such an appeal, legal framework for such appeals, a time scale or time horizon, and managing the caseload of appeal. Additionally was the topic of selection and appointment of investment arbitrators. The topics in this category included the qualifications of such arbitrators, the code of conduct among such arbitrators, including especially two, impartiality, diversity and inclusion, ad hoc mechanisms, and development of a new default standard. 
This is a developing story with further updates to come from the EU and its member states to consider what alterations to make to the ISDS regime. Sticking with the topic of investments, the United Nations Conference on the Trade and Development, UNCTAD, announces its International Investment Agreement Reform Accelerator. The accelerator aims to expedite the modernization of the existing battery of over 2,500 so-called old generation IIAs, or International Investment Agreements, still enforced to this date. The accelerator provides a tool for coordination focused on discussion and consensus building on joint reform actions between multiple countries. It can be used for joint interpretation, amendment, and replacement of old treaty provisions. More on the accelerator can be found on the UNCITAD's website. Then, taking a step back to November 12th, a press release from the Permanent Court of Arbitration in The Hague on the dispute concerning the detention of Ukrainian vessels and servicemen, i.e. Ukraine versus the Russian Federation, i.e. Ukraine versus the Russian Federation. The arbitral tribunal in this case has heard preliminary matters and issued two procedural orders to set out the way forward in this case. The case is being heard by members of a tribunal from various jurisdictions. Those members are Professor Donald McRae of Canada as the president of the tribunal, Judge Gudmundur Eriksson of Iceland, Judge Vladimir Vladimovich Golestin of Russia, and Sir Christopher Greenwood of the United Kingdom. The further developments in this case are subject to public scrutiny and shall be published on the PCA website unless agreed otherwise by the parties. For further notes, head to the PCA website or follow the link in the show notes. Finally for news, one more story involving ISDS. It is reported that the German Federal Constitutional Court ruled on November 12th that Germany must completely rework its system for financial compensation for those affected by its nuclear energy phase-out. This ruling comes in the wake of a claim from Swedish energy firm Vattenfall related to its nuclear plants in Brunsbüttel, Kremel, and Mulheim Karlik, impacted by the German government's actions. Germany's evolving position on energy has been in response to the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster in Japan. Then turning to opportunities, the Infrastructure, Construction, and Energy team, ICE, at CMS London is seeking an associate with three years of post-qualification experience to join its growing practice of more than 14 partners and 30 associates. The team has been consistently ranked among the top tier firms amongst the legal 500 and chamber partners publications. The ideal candidate should have experience in construction disputes and project management as well as be flexible and have excellent written and oral communication skills. More information is available on the CMS website. Next, global law firm Dentons is seeking an associate to join its litigation and dispute resolutions teams based in Amsterdam. The team works with other units across the firm and is growing rapidly. The ideal candidate will have a Dutch law degree with three to six years of working experience as well as being fluent in both English and Dutch. Given the dynamic nature of this role, a successful candidate should be comfortable working in a team environment and have a creative and analytical mind and be able to build relationships throughout the firm and with the firm's clients. More available on the firm's website. International sports brand Adidas is hiring legal counsel for its Singapore office. The role would support the regional director and legal compliance team in Thailand, Singapore, and the Asia-Pacific region. The ideal candidate should have a strong background in contract law, drafting, and negotiation. In particular, a background with privacy, competition, and consumer protection law would be helpful. Five years of experience and the ability to balance business and legal concerns in advising internal stakeholders. Interested applicants can apply on the Adidas website. 
telecommunications company, MTN, is seeking a general manager of litigation for its South Africa offices. The ideal candidate should be fluent in both French and English, as well as knowledgeable of the digital and financial services sectors, as well as being qualified to practice law in South Africa. Additionally, a deep understanding of litigation, arbitration, and mediation procedures within the region is required, as well as the ability to work on multicultural teams. Then, shifting to calls for papers and submissions, the Journal of Transnational Dispute Management, TDM, has circulated a call for papers for its special issue on Islamic Finance and Dispute Resolution. Proposals, along with the author's profiles, are due by the 15th of December, and full papers are expected by March 30th, 2021. Papers may discuss the topic in a wide variety of circumstances, and a full list of potential avenues is available on the TDM website. Also from TDM, another call for papers titled The Future of Investment Law in Latin America. The prompt for this posting reads, according to the recent UNCITAD investment policy data, the flow of investment in Latin America has been increasing in the last decade. It is estimated that of the 3,287 bilateral investment treaties, or BITS, existing globally, 548 of those have been signed by Latin American countries. Proposals along with author profiles are due December 15th of 2020 and full papers should be submitted by March 30th, 2021. Finally, one more bulletin from TDN. The International Arbitration Case Law, IACL, produces summaries of recently released arbitral awards. In particular, I'll bet, and not only, awards rendered by investment arbitral tribunals. These summaries are then distributed free of charge among the public at large in order to contribute and disseminate the knowledge and understanding of international arbitration, allowing for a quick reading of complex arbitral and international law decisions. The publication is seeking candidates to serve as drafters and editors for the upcoming term. Applications are also due by December 15th of 2020. Full posting can be found at the TDM website or in the show notes. Ending today with events and webinars. On November 18th, as part of New York Arbitration Week, Arbitral Women hosts an event titled Strong Together, a Colloquy on Diversity and Perseverance. The event features keynote speakers Melita Hogson and Kayleen Mowat, and will be comprised of two networking sessions to discuss the progress, current state, and the way forward on diversity and inclusion issues in arbitration. Leaders for those sessions include yours truly, Chris Campbell, Amanda Lee, Dana McGrath, Rose Romeo, Rekha Ranghachari, and Kiara Gans for session one. And then for session two, Mr. Kabir Dugal, Deanna Droolers, Florian Lavoud, Lindsay Gastrell, Dana McGrath, and Rekha Ranghachari. Registration is required, but as with all New York arbitration events, attendance is free. Then, the next day on November 19th, the International Chamber of Commerce hosts an event titled Multi-Party and Multi-Contract Issues in the 2021 ICC Rule Changes. The event rounds out the end of New York Arbitration Week and will focus on fact patterns from disputes from various industries and will illustrate the challenges encountered by parties and the ICC courts since the introduction of Joinder and Consolidation Procedures in 2012. The panel will examine how upcoming amendments to these provisions may further facilitate multi-party arbitrations and allow parties to resolve all issues in dispute in the same arbitration rather than maintaining parallel proceedings and thus saving time and cost. On November 20th, Fordham University hosts its annual International Arbitration and Mediation Conference, this year's version entitled 
does Section 28 U.S.C. 1782 apply to private international commercial arbitration? And there will be a mock U.S. Supreme Court argument. The mock argument will be followed by commentary and further discussion around the issue. There is still time to register on the Fordham University website or by following the link in the show notes. On November 23rd, the International Bar Association, IBA, continues its virtual conference with a day full of events and panels. One such panel of interest is titled Advocacy, the do's and don'ts on which senior judges and arbitrators agree and disagree. The panel will feature speakers from both professions, giving practical tips and experience for counsel and making their arguments before a tribunal or court. Then, on November 24th, the ICC's Young Arbitrators Forum, ICC-YAF, organizes a conference on the most recent discussions regarding the use of online arbitration and the opportunities, as well as challenges, that this practice represents. Speakers will include Israel Amadovar, Bianca Canes, Jose Ignacio Garcia Cueto, Catherine Gonzalo Arrocha, Jaudina Mendoza Lainz, Anne Maria Morel, and registration is available on the ICC website. And finally, looking ahead just a bit to November 27th, a webinar on the Mauritius Convention hosted by UNCENTRAL, the University of Panama and the National Bar Association of Panama, as well as the Spanish Arbitration Club, Panama Chapter, put forward a discussion on the new rules of transparency in treaty-based investor state arbitration. The event is part of the 2020 UNCENTRAL Latin America and Caribbean Day and will occur in Spanish and is free of charge, but registration is required. That is all for this week. Remember to follow Disputes Digest on LinkedIn to leave a review or to share with a friend or colleague. Oh, and we have some big news about a long-awaited development that will launch within the week. Stay tuned for more details. Any comments or feedback for the show should be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.